0: Morning. If you were with us two weeks ago, uh, Pete read the beginning of Acts 13 where Barnabas and Paul were sent by prophets from the church in Antioch to preach the gospel. This is the very start of an incredibly key part of the Bible known as Paul's three missionary journeys. Three journeys that took Paul Firstly across Asia Minor, then on into the ancient kingdom of Macedonia and Greece and then from there finally towards Rome, the very heart of the most powerful empire of the day. From here on in, in this preaching series in Acts, we're going to be changing tact a little bit. We're going to simply follow Paul on his journey from Antioch to Rome, stopping at some key places en route, just to see what God did in each of these places. As he shared the message of what God did through Jesus to save us, And if you're not a Christian but are joining us via YouTube for this series, can I encourage you, uh, please, listen both with your ears and your heart to what's being said. Because as we look at each of these stops on Paul's travels, you're going to encounter a God who loves you so dearly and wants to meet with you and change your life. And at the end of every stop, at the end of every location we stop in, there'll be a question for you just to answer, which is the very same question that those people in each of these places had to answer. Should I stay and listen some more? to this God who I'm being told about, or should I just shuffle him to one side and carry on with my life? And I want to invite you to come and listen to every single one of these stops and really find out who God is and who he's shown himself to be through this part of the Bible. And if you are a Christian today, can I just invite you listen all the more to these stories? Because in each of these stories, there is a loving invite from your God, your father in heaven, to come and live the adventure of mission anew. To come and see what I do when you step out on mission with me like Paul did. So let's set sail together from Antioch to Rome and see what God did on the way. the great animation here that Phil's put together for us. That The first stop on our journey is a place called Lystra. This city was new ground for the good news of Jesus. The majority of people listening here would have never heard his name before, nor the message about how he was the God-man come to earth to save us and restore us to relationship with God. As they were from Greek and Roman heritage, and did not live around Israel where Jesus ministered when he was alive. But in this place was in modern-day Turkey, what is now modern-day Turkey. And if you turn to Acts 14, 8-18 with me, we will find out what God did in Lystra as Paul shared this message of Jesus for the first time. So Acts 14, 8-18 says this, Now at Lystra there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking, and Paul, looking intently at him, and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Lyconian, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of man. Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was their chief speaker. And the priest of Zeus, whose temple was at the entrance of the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We are also men of like nature with you. And we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to walk their own ways, yet he did not leave himself without witness. For he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your heart with food and gladness. But even with these words, they scarcely restrained the people from offering sacrifice to them. You know, I'm a parent of three beautiful children. And possibly my greatest challenge as a father is to get them to listen properly to me. I must say, listen in about 15 different ways, about 30 times a day to try and get them just to follow my instruction. An example of this challenge was just the other night at the dinner table. My wife had made some banana bread for us just to enjoy And the kids, each getting their slice of banana bread, started to argue about who had the biggest slice. And this got so bad that I took them through to the living room, each one of them. I made them stand in front of me, just in a line. And I started speaking to them about how their argument was spoiling the great gift they have been given. And as I talked to them, just for the very slightest of moments, I was lulled into a sense of false security that they had actually heard what I was trying to teach them. But just as I finished speaking, my son who was looking down really intently at the floor turned up to me and said, "'Dad, why have your socks got holes in them?' (laughs) why don't you listen?' I cried. Do you know, as a a parent, really getting your kids to pay attention and listen is one of the biggest barriers you face to teaching and explaining good things that will help them in life to them. And here in this story of what God did in Lystra, we see that God faces exactly the same listening problem with us. It shows, this story does, that he is a God so desperate to communicate and show us amazing things, good things for our lives. But all too often we miss the blessing of what he is trying to teach us simply because we do not listen properly. Let me explain this a bit. The events of Lystra in this story begin with a man being healed by God in a life-changing way. Verse 10 says he was a man who had never, never walked in his life. And suddenly he sprung up and began walking as if his legs had always worked. His legs were healed and he was made fully well because his life had been touched by the Spirit of God through God sent messenger Paul. Why did this happen? Was it because this guy was in some way special? Was he a particularly kind, generous man who deserved the favour of God? Well not at all. In this day actually this man would have been considered very unspecial. In all likely he would have been pretty unwanted uh, by many of those people around him. The Ruling Romans used to actually kill babies with deformities or disabilities straight from birth because they believed anything less than perfection was a sign that the gods were displeased with them. This man was a displeasing deformity in the eyes of other people. He was a social outclass caste, not not special. But what we're told, however is that what this unspecial man did as Paul began speaking was that, in verse 9, he listened. He listened intently to the good news of Jesus' death and resurrection on our behalf. And the effect of this attentive listening was stunning. He came to understand the fact that Jesus had been raised from the dead And as he came to understand this, a faith and a belief in the one that Paul spoke about came to life in his spirit. He suddenly started to trust that this God, who so loved us that he sent his son to die in our behalf, then overcame that death and sin to restore a new life to us with him, was both able and willing to do something remarkable in his situation as well. And he reached out in his heart to this God for help. And the result of this faith, verse nine, was that God through Paul poured out his blessing on him and healed him from the physical challenges he faced And also from any doubts, the true God loved him personally and completely. This life-changing transformation for him occurred just because he really listened to the message that Paul brought about Christ. took time to understand it and let it take root in his spirit so it could bring the life that God wanted to bring out of it. You know, we can hear stories like this and respond like, oh, that's in a nice, encouraging fairy tale, isn't it? A fable. But this is not written as a fable. It's an account of who God is and how he works. The God is ready and willing to bless if we are ready and willing to truly listen and respond to him. This story actually is not an uncommon one in Christian history. So many people, myself included, would give account of a very similar experience, that they had heard God's message, that faith had arisen in their heart, and they had been healed by God, either physically, emotionally, and most importantly, from spiritual death and blindness. As they had come to understand that God is a God who is willing and able to heal and save them, no matter what their circumstances or starting point. Do you know what? Just one great example of this happened just a few years ago and i was witness to it in my last church you know we had a visiting speaker with us who just began to talk about this wonderful love of god in jesus christ and what he'd done and he said because of this jesus is risen today and can heal us from anything that we suffer with and a lady in our church a doctor she was had faith arise in her in this time as she heard this message and she went forward to prayer and she had been having over the last few years an increasing curvature of her spine that was causing her discomfort and causing her to increasingly hunch over and she went up and she prayed for healing and what happened in that moment was remarkable she just straightened up And the problem was gone. Jesus, as she responded with the faith he had given her that came alive in her spirit, healed her from this problem. Why? Because just like the man in Lystra, she listened. She heard. Faith was born in her spirit and she sought help from God. So the story of Lystra starts with a lesson in the importance of really listening to God's message. But as it moves on, in the passage, we see that there's a great problem that also occurs in Lystra. That the majority of people, although they see this man's healing, make a terrible mistake about why it happened. They assume that what they have just seen had been done by Paul and Barnabas themselves. And that because of this, they must be some kind of extra special person themselves. In fact, what we see is that they assume they are Greek gods pretending to be men, and they try and worship them as a result. Do you know from our perspective today, this just sounds a bit funny, but in fact, it is a mistake with some huge implications. I want you just to imagine with me for a moment that you have a very rich elderly uncle who, in his old age, decides to make you the sole heir of everything he owns, all of his estates, all of his plains, maybe he's got an island over in the sun, a bit like Branson, he is loaded and he's going to make you rich beyond your wildest dreams. And this uncle thinks, just for a bit of fun, do you know what, I'm going to send this by, this message that I'm going to give this to you, just by an ordinary post, royal mail, it's come in second class. And then imagine as the postman brings you this letter, what you do is you open this letter, you see this amazing gift. And then what you do is you turn to the postman, and you go, oh, thank you so much, Mr. Postman. Come on in, let me cook you a meal. Let me introduce you to my eldest daughter. Perhaps you'll want to marry her someday. Let me just make make a home with us. You're so welcome in here because of your gift. And because you're praising so much heap on the postman, You forget to even call the uncle who sent you this gift in the first place, so you never receive the gift. I mean, it's a ridiculous idea. You would never do this. Now, I'm very grateful for the postman, but I know that what the postman brings me, he is just the messenger here. And this mistake, though, is exactly what the people of Lystra did here in verses 11 to 13. They begin instantly to worship the messengers, the apostles, the postmen here, and totally forget the one who had actually given the gift of healing to this man, the one the messengers were telling them about. And in doing so, the really sad thing is that they totally missed that it was the risen Jesus, not Barnabas, and not Paul, who healed this man. And the result of this is that none of them Not one in this passage ever get to meet with him and they never know his healing and his blessing for themselves. And Paul's response to this shows how serious this mistake is. In in essence, what we see him do here is cry out, what are you doing? You haven't listened properly to what I was telling you. This goes against everything I've just explained to you. In fact, such is his anguish at the Lystrans' mistake that we see he tears his robes, which is a visible sign in the day of deep anguish. And they cry out, stop, we are men just like you. Don't put us on a pedestal. You'll miss the one we came to tell you about, the greater one who sent us. And then he and Barnabas go on to explain to them again, look, we're bringing you the good news about Jesus that they may turn from the false things that they have been following, the fake powerless substitutes for God, the real God who has real true power to heal and save their lives. To the one true living God who made heaven, who made earth and the sea and everything in it and has always shown his favour to us, even though we may not have known him. By giving us everything that sustained our life. Rain, joy, fruitful seasons that satisfy our hearts with gladness. But what we find here is that even if, as he makes these a, a desperate a pleas and appeals. appeals the, the people of Lystra uh, keep trying to sacrifice to them. They keep making the same mistake about Paul and Barnabas. Do you know, unlike the man at the start of the story, the people of Lystra just didn't listen. They just didn't take time to fully understand what Paul was saying to them. They did not have ears to hear. And so even though they saw the great power and worth in God in action, they missed the freedom and the blessing that he wanted to bring to their lives. Why couldn't they hear? What made them deaf to the message of Jesus? What was it in this story that made them miss it? Well, simple. It was arrogance and a lack of humility. Do you know, where the man in the need at the start of the story sat listening desperate for a true and powerful God to enter his life, those who weren't in need here simply thought they knew better. Zeus was king of the pantheon of gods and together they ruled the world. This was what they had been taught from childhood. This was the wisdom of their age. So despite what these messengers said about Jesus and God, they were wrong, they must be wrong. There must be an explanation to fit their own worldview. These postmen had done healings, they must be God's. So they just didn't get the message about Jesus. was brought to free them from these lies. The message was brought to give them a true worldview that had the power and the life of the true God in it, to free them from the substitute fake powerless gods that they had known and actually been enslaved to, gods that couldn't really help them, gods that couldn't really heal them. This was why Paul came. I want to free you from this kind of slavery to a false worldview. But in their hearts, they knew better. They knew what it was all about. And so they didn't hear the message of Jesus. You know, although the wisdom of our age is very different to that in Lystra at the time, this issue of pridefully thinking we know better is often the same issues that causes us to Uh, fail to stop and truly hear and enter the good news of God in our lives. In our day, the wisdom of the day sounds like this. There is no God. It is all made up. Everything miraculous I hear about is either fake or it has an explanation in science. And everything that truly brings happiness and deserves real worship and real attention is found in the world around us in romance, in relationships, in shopping, in materialism, in experiences and in belonging to some other tribe or club on the earth. So we should give our time, our money, our worship, our energy, our lives in service and pursuit of those things because they're the things that will offer bring us happiness. They're the things that will save us from sadness. They're the things that will heal our hurts. But this wisdom has the same effect as the ancient Greek wisdom. Because of it, we write off stories like the healing at Lystra, and we don't hear the message in our spirits that there is a true and powerful God there to be known who wants to set us free from these powerless distractions that we call the most important things and heal and save us like the man who couldn't walk we just don't hear this message because we already know better let me start to close up with you this morning uh, lister is a great first stopping point as we follow paul on his journeys Because it teaches us the importance of really applying our ears, our hearts and our minds to the task of listening to God's word as we journey with him to Rome. If we are to receive truly the blessing that God wants us to, not miss it like the Listeran crowd, we must learn to listen well. Listen, if you're a Christian this morning listening... uh, do you know, who has accepted already the wonderful word and message of Jesus, it, this word is as important to you as to the non-Christian. Because often as we grow in knowledge of Jesus in the Bible, sometimes our ability to listen well starts to fade, and we lose touch with what God wants to teach us throughout our lives. Why? Well, because often as we grow in knowledge of Christianity, we too become arrogant. We start to think we know best. We know it all again. We become familiar with Christian phrases, scriptures, stories, immune to repeated messages of God that he really wants to hammer home into our lives and shape us with. Or we can just become distracted in life. We lose the ability to give our attention to God in prayer, in the word, in hearing his voice. If you'd have to check your phone in the 20 minutes or so that I've been speaking this morning, that's you I'm speaking to. Christians, the truth is that a good life with God starts with listening well and continues with listening well. God has more for you than you are currently living in more kingdom breakthroughs more healings like paul saw more salvations more times in his wonderful presence more prophecies and more blessing the way he's going to get this into you is by digging in into you is by you digging into and listening with ear heart and mind to his word with deeper passion and attention and if you are not a christian today let me finish just by praying for you this morning that you would have open ears, a soft heart and a mind to understand, and that the wisdom of this age would not stop you listening to the wisdom of God and meeting with him and knowing all his blessing, which is received through trust in the one he sent, Jesus Christ our Saviour, the God-man who came to earth, to live a perfect life, to model a perfect relationship with God without sin, without the brokenness of sin in our lives, and to restore us to him by taking on himself a punishment that we deserved on the cross, dying in our place as a substitute for what we deserved, and then having been taken to the grave, was risen again unto life to sit at the right hand of the Father, to reign as King forevermore, to be Lord of our lives and to lead us on into presence and right relationship with the God who created us. This is the wisdom of heaven that was sent to restore all of mankind to the living God. Heavenly Father, for those who are not Christians this morning, for those who are hearing this for the first time, Lord, I want to pray Father God, would you just move on them by your spirit would you start to stir that wonderful gift of curiosity and faith in you that leads us on into all of the blessings that you bring and for those listening who are suffering this morning father god with illnesses and ailments thank you so much that you reveal in your word you're the god who wants to heal you're the god who wants to restore you are the good god and i pray this morning father god even as we are separated father god and speaking just through screens lord would your spirit move and would it bring healing on everyone listening who needs it this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.